Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United and football. I'm your host Matthew and today I'm talking about Man United's 2-1 defeat at home in the Premier League against Leicester City. Uh, Man City are champions. Um, do I say congratulations? I don't feel like saying congratulations. I mean in terms of sportsmanship and that, that's usually what you'd say. I just, I just feel a bit sad. I feel a bit sad now, and um, I know some of you might think, like, okay, yeah, they were still about, what, 10 points clear or whatever it was. There was still a bit still a bit of a gap, and there was a possibility for us to win the league, but it was just very, very slim of a chance. And, of course, for today's game, we did have to put out basically almost an entire different team. Um, that, just, that just doesn't take away from, you know, we, we, it's like, the inevitable has kind of happened, which was City winning the league, but to have it actually happen doesn't make that situation any better. I actually feel more sad now, knowing that, you know, that it came up at the end. You know, Man City are the 20-21 to 21, uh, champions and everything. It d- it just made me a bit sad. Like, I, I was fine throughout the game. I, I was watching it and kind of enjoying it and stuff, and I'll talk about the game in a minute, but... Just seeing, like, because uh, ever since um, Leicester were two one up, it said, you know, if the current if the current result is is held this way, City will be champions. And I just thought, like, you know, the the, the re- reality is sort of upon us. I suppose um, we we could have won the league this year. We really could. I I feel, um, you know, there was several nil nil games. You convert those from one to three points, and you you really start you know talking about about things, but. Um, don't know. Just feel a bit sad. Just feel a bit sad. And there's like games left this season, and like, what do we even do with them? Um, th- Thursday to me is about stopping Liverpool getting Champions League football, or maybe even European football. We we'll have to see completely how that goes. Uh, they'll probably still get Europa League, but um, to, to avoid Liverpool getting the top four. So, anyway, that's all of that out of the way. But yeah, just just a bit sad. Man City have won the league. We haven't. And uh, I wanted it, and they've got it, and we don't have it. So I'm sad about that. I think that that's a perfectly normal thing to feel. Um, but there you go. So, um, but uh, yeah, we have a very, very different team out today. You know, the defence was changed. Uh, the midfield had, well, two people that have played for us before and all that sort of thing. Um, of course, we had Alanga. Who played on the left wing? Um, who hasn't played for? He, I think he's played for Man United like academy and stuff before. Uh, Diallo's played, played for us before. Everybody else basically has, but this was our sort of like second team. You think of okay, player for player apart from the goalkeeper, because to me Henderson's still number two. De, Hen, uh, De Gea's number one. Uh, this was basically our second string sort of team, and I thought we did all right today. I thought I thought we played relatively well. Of course, you got two moments in the game where we. Didn't quite do what we needed to do and let in two goals. Um, that was I felt like we might lose this game as well. Not to be like negative, but just to be sort of more realistic, I suppose. Um, but I thought the young guys did well. You know, Greenwood, Diallo, and and uh, Alanga. I thought were all pretty good. Um, I thought Matic and Van der Beek was a very interesting midfield combination. Um, I thought Tellers did well. I thought Tanzabia was fantastic. Something was a little bit off with Eric Bay in this game. I don't know if it's like I heard that he had some like COVID issues. Uh, I don't, he's not got COVID, but uh, he he's had COVID in the past, and you know that can have like 
longer term effects and that sort of thing depending on depending on how it affects you directly uh but Bailey's kind of struggled with that a little bit because he wasn't as fast as he usually is in in this game because uh, Vardy was sort of running against him at one point and he couldn't sort of quite catch him and everything uh Williams I thought looked a bit shaky but um I think the thing to really remember and really there's a really big thing to take out this game and I think that you know you look at the likes of Bay you look at that back four you know Tellers has played probably the most out of all them four Williams has barely played this season Bay has stepped in now and again and Twanzebi has stepped in now and again a lot of these players are probably quite rusty I mean even Van der Baker's probably quite rusty you know he's played in some big games here and there but he's really not played very much at all this season um, and th- this this really does dig into what I've been talking about for a long, long time. I don't know exactly how long, but quite some time about Ollie's rotation. He had to do it today. He had to because we got another game in two days' time and we played two days ago. So this was going to be the big one where the changes were going to be made. But really does kind of show that with the likes of maybe Williams, maybe with Eric Bay, maybe there's a bit of rust there sort of thing. Uh, with the likes of Van der Beek, um, not not so much with the likes of Mata, Greenwood, Diallo, and Alanga. Of course, Greenwood plays fairly regularly now, uh, especially with the likes of Matic as well. I mean, there's just a lot of like, okay, these players haven't played for quite a while. Especially Mata, I can't remember the last game he played in. Williams, I can't remember the last game he played in. Twenzebi, same thing for him. Eric Bay, I think did play some the other day. Tellers has played somewhat kind of recently, but. You've got to start, if you want to keep the, it's about keeping these players fresh as well. And a lot of those players I've just mentioned aren't particularly fresh, which is which is why, you know, when we're seeing this game today and we're watching this game, and you're thinking, okay, Donny looks a bit off, William looks a bit off, Bailey looks a bit off, Twenzebi looks slightly off, although played pretty well. It's because they're just not getting, there's just not enough rotation within this team. We see all the time, there's a particular selection of players we see all the time. Juan Basaka, Maguire, um, Bruno Fernandes, Rashford, and probably, I don't know, Pogba's kind of become one of them. But these four or five players that just play all the time and there's never any room for anybody else. It creates a big problem and uh, although it's not quite so consequential today in, in this game, it could be at some point in the future. Like, you know, if we get another Maguire type of injury, which we haven't had very much this season, but if it does happen, uh, you need some of these second team players to be ready and they they got into the game at some point you know they did they did all right but you could clearly see at certain points that they just need more game time and I think that's a big thing to take away from from this game um so we'll, we'll see how that goes in the future but I've been saying this like all season long you can't just keep playing this the same bunch of players with a couple of rotations over and over and over because it will result in this as well which is where a player just they're they're fully fit they're just not fresh for the actual you know the professional game itself they might be training all the time and that kind of stuff but it doesn't mean that they're all always ready and that sort of thing so uh, anyway Diallo and uh, Alanga really glad that Diallo got a lot of time uh, all three of them got a lot of time which I thought was really good um so yeah promising pretty promising from them I really like Diallo today I really like Greenwood um Alanga is obviously the first time we've seen him unless you've watched like the academy or whatever play um he, he looked alright, he looked pretty good, obviously it's his very, very first Premier League game, so you can't really judge him. Um, same thing with Diallo from a few months ago, you know, when we first saw him and everything. It's uh, it's just very, very new to them, and it's a step up from what they're used to, to playing. So uh, I thought they all did pretty well. 
Uh, just a bit of information on um, Elanga. He is uh, Swedish, so he's from Sweden. Anthony Elanga, Manchester United forward, age 19. Um, and there you have that. That's all the information I've got at the moment. Uh, so he's a left winger. I think he's right-footed. I think I sort of saw him using his right foot a bit in this game. So we don't really need another left winger. I'm not saying he should like leave. Obviously, he's going to be in the in the youth team quite a lot. He's not going to really be breaking into the first team anytime soon. Um, but he looked good. He looked pretty bright, so that was pretty good. Uh, talking about the two older players for a minute, uh, Matter and Matic. Um, I think they're both done. I really do. They really looked off the pace. And again, maybe it's because um, they just haven't been used very much. I mean, Matic has kind of been used here and there. But it's been mainly Fred and McTominay for a long time. With Pogba sort of rotating and Van der Beek sort of very rarely rotating. Um, but Matter and Matic... Th- which one of them is, is older? Um, so Matic is currently 32. Matter is currently 33. I think Matter's contract ends at the end of the season... And Matic did have ex- has have his extended this season, didn't he? Till is it twenty twenty three or four? Um, we're going to be ca- have to be careful with how we use those two because they're still great footballers, but they've just not got a lot of pace left, and um, we we'll have to see kind of how that goes. But that was really kind of shown today. They did both play ninety minutes, which is very interesting. Um, so yeah. Uh, anyway, speaking about the goals, uh, the first one. The uh, guy called Thomas, I'm uh, not really sort of familiar with him. Um, it was a pretty good strike, wasn't it? Like the actual kick itself. Um, bit poor in terms of the defence. I wasn't really sure where everyone kind of was. I don't think anyone was really sure where they were. Uh, Williams kind of lost his man. The whole defence kind of lost all of their men kind of thing. And uh, the ball got sort of put over to the left-hand side. And uh, just hit it in the top corner. Not much you can really do about that. Um, I think it's a very good strike. Um, I just think the defence was a little bit disorganised. But again, those back four haven't played together for a, it, together if ever um, before. You know, it's been it. If they've, I don't have they ever played together before in a like. Um, like a league game or a Champions League or an FA Cup or Carabao Cup. I don't think they. I don't think they've all played together before. Like an actual Williams, Bailey, Twanzebi, um, Tellez. I think there's always been like a Maguire or a Luke Shaw or a Wambasaka sort of player there. Because uh, out out of those four players, you know, Wambasaka, Maguire, Lindelof, Shaw, which is usually the back four that we go for. Lindelof is usually the most rotated. And then sometimes Luke Shaw. Uh, Wambasaka and Maguire play almost every game. So, um, But yeah, they might just not be used to playing with each other in like a full professional game. So I don't know. But it was a diff- it was a disappointing goal to concede. So, uh, And then pretty much the highlight of the match for me. Because it was a bit of a sort of nothing game really. Uh, it did give City the title unfortunately. Which I'm still a bit sad about. Um, this goal from Mason Greenwood. I did tweet. I said basically, what a goal, oh my god, kind of thing. Um, Diallo's ability there to keep the ball, to keep the defender off of him, and then play the pass, and then Greenwood's ability, because it's interesting with Greenwood, because he's strongest on his left foot, certainly. But he's really good on his right foot as well. There's been some cracking goals he's scored with his right foot, this one included. Um, it's I tell you what, with Mason Greenwood, right, he how old is Greenwood actually? 
He's still 19. He isn't going to be 20 until October. So he's going to be 19 for the rest of the season. I tell you what, this this guy's ability to, you know, left foot, right foot, not so much headers. He's got to work on that a little bit, as we kind of saw a little bit in this game. At that age, to, you know, be as good as he is on his strong foot. Because his, strong, his stronger foot still is his left foot, I still certainly think that. But to have that ability on your right foot, on your, weak, on your so-called weaker foot at that age... And I think that's only going to get better with him. He's, he really is... I know this might be quite a big thing to say. I really think he's the future of Manchester United. or One of the big parts of the future of Manchester United. Obviously, you've got people like Dan James. You've got Rashford. You've got Diallo. You've got some of the other younger players sort of coming through. Uh, obviously, some of those are a bit older, but still. Um, he's excellent on his right foot. It really, really is incredible to see... Um, but yeah, he just kind of he has like he had like three Leicester players around him as well, and Diallo passed the ball to him. He cuts in on his right foot. You see the confidence in Greenwood in in that. I almost said that scene. It's not a TV show. Um, in that moment, Green, Greenwood's just confidence, his focus, his control, his finish. It's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. And I'll st- I'll keep sticking by what I've keep kept saying about Greenwood for a long time. He seems to just always make something happen. And there was a few times in this game of Italy where he lost the ball. But he still tried to make something happen. Because um, I don't say 10 times out of 10. I usually say 9 times out of 10. Um, I do, every, every time he gets the ball I just think he's going to do something. Every time he gets the ball. And uh, it's brilliant. It really, really is brilliant. I don't know if I'm kind of overselling Greenwood or whatever. But that, that goal I just kind of thought. In, in that moment he gets the ball from... Diallo and I was thinking like oh there is there is a few players around him he might have to like turn around I know I'm against like you know sideways backwards passing but sometimes you do have to do that in order to get in order to keep the ball and I remember thinking in that moment like oh he might need to kind of turn around a bit and pass to somebody nope drifts straight to the right controls the ball keeps the ball and not only does he keep the ball and control it and still keep his composure and his focus he scores from there as well and this like across the sh- across the goal low driven right footed shot I just thought it was a fantastic goal. Really, really did. Um, and you just, I'm just sort of watching this ball roll, and I'm like, oh, he might like miss or something. No, it just rolled straight in the bottom corner. I thought, I thought that was a brilliant goal. I really, really did. I love that goal. Um, it's not all Greenwood, you know. I think it, you know if Diallo obviously loses the ball before that, then Greenwood doesn't get the ball to score. Um, so yeah, Diallo's ability in that situation. Obviously, Diallo's a lot newer to sort of the Premier League and everything. Um, you know, and he, he gets the ball, he sort of muscled off one of the defenders, I'm not sure who it was, and then, like, controls the ball, gets it to Greenwood, and he does the rest. Um, that really was a brilliant goal, and uh, I was very, very happy with that. As much as I'm sad that City have now officially won the title, I am very, very happy about that goal, and uh, I just can't wait for Greenwood to, like, push on next season and just keep learning, because they, they, they do keep saying, like, you know, on social media and stuff, and I think Greenwood did a little like interview the other day about how much he's been learning from Cavani. You can see it. You can really, really see it. And he's a bit he's a little bit of a different type of striker to Greenwood. He's not quite exactly the same player, but he still can learn a lot of things. him and Marcus as well. And Diallo and probably Dan James, you know, those sort of young forwards, I suppose. Um 
it's fantastic it it just really really is and uh, i think it's a big big positive going forward and uh, i can't wait to see how they all sort of progress next season because uh, another good news as well to bring a piece of news into this uh cavani has signed his um one year extension he will be staying until next season uh which i think is great you know he's going to have another full year in in the team of scoring more goals teaching these young players you know how it's done um He's sort of the teacher in there, kind of the apprentice. I really, really like that. I really, really do. And uh, that's brilliant. So, yeah, good stuff. Uh, then we get into the second half. Um, then Cavani, speaking of the guy, um, came on for Greenwood. Uh, of course, Greenwood sort of had done his job. Um, I just think that's going to be such a good partnership going forward. Um, Cavani came on for Greenwood. And then Marcus Rashford came on for Alanga, uh, which is... Alright, I suppose. I think Oli was thinking maybe at that point, I want to actually win this game or like get back into it. Fair enough, I suppose. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to blame the manager for bringing on two strong first team players when he's losing the game for two players that are. I mean, Greenwood's to me first team player. Alanga's obviously, you know, got his debut, but I'm not going to blame him for bringing on Cavani and Rashford to try and win the game. Those are two of his like first eleven players, and. Uh, Hey, what else? What else is? What else was he gonna do? So, uh, not bad with that. And then they scored again from a corner. Um, corners continued to be an issue for us for Manchester United this season, and uh, it's very, very disappointing. And um, I was disappointed with the goal as well. Matic can't quite get there. Um, I think Rashford or Williams was near the ball as well. Um, but I don't like conceding goals from corners. So, yeah, but. Um, that was the second goal. Then they went 2-1 up, of course. Um, I don't have much else to say about it. It's just disappointing. I, d- I don't like conceding goals from corners. Because I think somebody should be there to head it out. And of course, Maguire's not there on the pitch today. So uh, Then we made another sub. Bruno came on for Diallo. Again, okay, you want to get back into the game. You've now gone 2-1 down. So, okay, you bring on one of your best players. Fair enough. Uh, I'm not going to bash the manager for that you bring on one we bring off one of your younger players who's had a good game i thought diallo was great today uh for bruno so there we go uh and then that was pretty much it that's it for this sort of recap and summary i suppose um i'm just very very happy with certain aspects which i think are good greenwood's development the relationship there with cavani um Alanga was was cool to see diallo was cool to see um i'm mainly just happy about how the front three worked out today uh sure they made mistakes here and there you know they lost the ball a few times that kind of thing that will happen but they're all very young lads aren't they so um we'll see how that works into next season it'd be very interesting next season let's say hypothetically we do sign sancho i'm not saying it's going to happen i'm just saying hypothetically if it does to me the the wingers on the team left and right side you then have i mean i don't know what's happening with palestri he doesn't seem to be anywhere near the first team you'd have diallo you'd have martial because to me he's a winger you'd have dan james sorry wait let me start again diallo rashford dan james martial ilanga um greenwood sort of can play there uh that's six people and then you've got uh, Sancho. If he did sign. That would make seven. That's quite a lot of players for two positions. And only only one of those players is an out and out right winger. So you'd kind of have six left wingers next season. I'm not saying Alanga's going to play very much. He's probably That's probably going to be it for him for, for, this, um, for this season. 
Um, but you kind of... Because then to me, you then have Diallo, who's an out-and-out right-winger. Um, sorry, two right-wingers, because if, if, if we did sign Sancho, big if. Um, you then have Diallo and Sancho on the right, which is what I would... I would expect, you know, if we did bring Sancho in... Um, he'd probably regularly be playing on the right. I can't imagine that you'd then do the whole Greenwood on the right, Cavani up front. Um, you'd then probably just rotate Greenwood and Cavani. Then on the left, you'd probably have Rashford starting regularly, although Pogba's been playing there as well, so you've got like loads of players on the left side. Martial would have to definitely earn his way back into the team, because uh, outside of his injury, he's not had a good season. Um, then you've still got Dan James, who can offer you a lot of pace and things. Um... Rashford, Pogba, sorry not yeah Pogba, Martial. It's a lot of players, but most of them are for the left hand side. So I don't know. We'll see how that works out next season. Obviously, that's a bit all sort of like hypothetical. So, but yeah. Anyway, uh, let's get into a bit of housekeeping, and then I'll do some player ratings. See for all that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, we did earlier record a uh, Gaming Talk podcast, but I wasn't able to upload it because the football started, so... I didn't want to upload a podcast and watch a game at the same time. Um, So look out for that. That should be uploaded in and around the same time that this podcast is. So just look out for both of them uh, when they're uploaded. Uh, So that's the Gaming Talk episode this week. Look out for that. We talked about uh, a bunch of stuff over there. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead still continuing season 6 episode 12. So that's the lowest episode. Um, Sony released a trailer this week for... um, Venom Let There Be Carnage, which is the sequel to Venom, the 2018 film. So I uh, talked about that trailer 
and also watched it on the podcast, so you can listen to that if you want to. The other game, of course, from two days ago, the Aston Villa Man United game at 3-1 to Manchester United. Good stuff. Uh, the 3-2 Roma game. Uh, most of you know about all these, so yeah, obviously 5-8 aggregate through to the final, which is good. And then we play Liverpool in two days, so a uh, bunch of football, a uh, whole bunch of it. And then I think I don't think we play until Tuesday after that, so... Bit of a break after Thursday. Um, both myself and the players will probably need it. So <laughs> uh, there's all that. Obviously, if you've listened to United Cars, you know the results anyway. Um, I did a podcast talking about my thoughts on the Superman film news. DC's looking for a black actor to take on the role of Kal-El Clark Kent, which is currently supposed to be played by Henry Cavill. But, well, you know. Uh, Man of Steel 2 isn't exactly on the horizon or anything like that. Um, just for reference, Man of Steel 1 was in 2013. So uh, it's it's been a minute since we've had a solo Superman film. But DC is looking to do a sort of reboot-ish recasting of uh, Clark Kent, um, Kal-El, which is his like Krypton name or whatever. Um, so I gave my thoughts on that. Uh, coming up, Becoming Eisenberg, sorry. Uh, Breaking Bad Season 2, Episode 4. We'll be doing Episode 5 tomorrow. Um, gaming talk last week we did talk about Crash Bandicoot, Spyro, Call of Duty, Last of Us 3 and Fortnite all for various different reasons uh, if you're interested in other football podcasts I did talk about Arsenal last week and their disaster of a season that was before they got knocked out of the Europa League but of course they're not in that anymore so uh, no trophies for Arsenal this season mid-table finish and no European football probably not even Europa League football next season so that is in my opinion a disaster of a season for Arsenal um, which is fine it's Arsenal, it's not May night. So, um, but uh, yeah, chat podcast for this month talking about April 2021 and a bunch of other things. And that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's try to do some sort of player ratings here. David De Gea, I'm going to give him a six. He did let in two goals, didn't have much else to necessarily do, made a couple of good saves. Nothing massively special, nothing terrible. So, average six. Williams, I'm going to give him a 5. He did look pretty shaky, but some of it might be because of the reasons I've already discussed. So I'm going to give him a 5. Uh, Eric Bay, um, actually I was going to do my man of the match thing first, so I'm going to pause on Eric Bay for a minute. Uh, Twanzebi is my man of the match. I'm not going to give him a 10, I'll give him a 9. He did lose the ball a few times, because um, a man of the match doesn't have to be a 10 out of 10. It could just be the highest rated player on the pitch. Um, I thought Twanzebi was fantastic today. Um, I thought he intercepted the ball a lot, he made a good few tackles, he made a good few blocks from like crosses and shots and things, so I thought he had a great game. He did lose the ball a few times and make a few mistakes, so I'm giving him a 9 and not a 10. So uh, yeah, Twanzebi is my uh, man of the match for today. Um, Eric Bay, I'm going to give him an average 6. I thought he was good, but just looked a bit sort of off, didn't look quite sort of fully fit, didn't look as quick as he usually is, so... Don't know what's going on there, but uh, I'm going to give him an average 6. Tellers, I'll give him a 7. I thought he was fairly good. Uh, made a few good crosses that nobody managed to get on the end of, which is the striker's fault. No offence to Greenwood or Cavani, but sometimes, you know, it just doesn't work. So, uh, yeah, I'll give him a 7. I thought he was alright. Uh, Van der Beek, I'm going to give him, I think, an 8. Um, he does look like a very intelligent, interesting footballer. It uh, looks like his quality on the ball is is great. Um, again, it just might be some of that, you know, hasn't played for a long time or been used properly, so it could be some of that. 
But I'm going to give him an 8. I thought he was pretty good. Um, Matic, I'll give him a 7. Uh, he did show a lot of defensive capabilities today. As, as slow as he was, he did show a lot of defensive capabilities, which I think is very important. Um, we do need and we need basically like a 20-year-old or 25-year-old match in this team that we can have in the team for like 5 to 10 years or 8 years or, or somewhere in between. Um, he's the exact type of player that we need. We just need another one of him but just preferably a lot younger, so he can play for the team for quite some time. Uh, I'll give him a 7, though. I thought he was um, I thought he was alright today. Uh, Diallo, I'm going to give him an 8. I thought he looked really bright. I thought he looked really good on the ball. I thought he looked just interesting, energetic, entertaining to kind of watch on the ball and stuff. A uh, really good assist to Greenwood for his goal as well. And uh, I thought he had a very, very good game. And I'm excited to see more of him probably next season. So, uh, one matter, I'm going to give him an average 6. He did look fairly decent on the ball. Just really, really slow at certain points. Um, but he was fine. He was good. I'm not actually expecting Matter to be here next season. His contract does run out, I think, at the end of the season. And uh, I don't think he's quite got it in him anymore. He's got the footballing ability, but the pace to keep up with the Premier League... He's not got that anymore, I don't think, unfortunately. I really like one matter, and he should have been used more this season, but he wasn't. So, uh, Elanga, I'm going to give him a 7. I thought he looked fairly good, fairly bright, sharp, all that kind of stuff. Uh, young, interesting kind of talent in the team. I thought he looked great, so there's my rating for him. His uh, kit number is number 56, by the way. Um, so, in case you're interested in that, because he's a new player. So, there you go. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to give him a 7. Uh, Greenwood, I'm going to give a 9. I thought he looked just incredible again. Um, I thought he took his goal just so unbelievably well. Um, and I'm gonna, it's going to be interesting to see. Because I do always watch the highlights. Sometimes once. Usually once, sometimes twice of uh, the game. Because they upload them on like Sky and BT and that sort of thing on YouTube. They're like 3 minutes or whatever. I usually do go back and watch those at least once if not twice. Just to sort of see the goals again. And the mistakes as well. Um, and I'm looking forward to watching that goal again later. That should be good. So, uh, that's Mason Greenwood. Um, subs, um, uh, Cavani looked good. Bruno looked good. And so did Rashford. I don't really know what to give them for ratings, unfortunately. So, but they looked, they looked good. So, anyway, uh, you'll get another United cast in two days. So, you'll hear me talk about some more stuff. And then again on, uh, Tuesday so uh, no league title for us this season I am sad I am disappointed and I think that's good to be sad and disappointed about not winning because we are Manchester United we should be aiming to win things and we still might win the Europa League in a few weeks that and that'll, that'll be great but you know um should I be sad that City have won the title yeah I think I should be especially as we we were the one the other ones in the title chase I mean Liverpool completely fell apart this season uh, Chelsea looked good, Leicester have looked good, but it's really been us and City for quite some time. Because um, Liverpool haven't been themselves for a long time, which is fine by me, <laughs> really. But, um, but yeah, I'm I'm disappointed. Uh, City will win another league. I'm not sure when they're lifting the trophy, not that I need to see that. Um, but uh, it's disappointing, it's definitely disappointing. So... Anyway, there you go. Uh, but I'm looking forward to Liverpool. You know, Liverpool got something to play for. They got to try and get in the top four, which I think is hilarious, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I just, I just find it so funny in regards to Liverpool. You know, they won the league last season by was it 22 points, and I cannot believe to this day. I'll, I'll never forget that this happened. Liverpool fans and other people that like football 
were actually trying to compare that team to the 99 treble winning team of Manchester United. That's a joke. That's a joke to me. That really is. That's a good Liverpool team. It's a good Liverpool team. You look outside of that first team and it's a bunch of crap as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah. And then you see what happened to them this season. It's like, okay, yeah, you, you know an era's good. Um, and, and anyone that tries to... You can you can debate that to me. You can tell me that Liverpool team's better than the 99 team. But I'll ask you one question if you want to say that to me. Did that team win the treble? No, they didn't. So, literally, factually, that team is worse than... Um, May not is 99 treble winning team. And so is every single Premier League team in history. Because nobody else has done that. So... Um, the only debate you can really bring me on that is um, Arsenal's invincible winning team, which I think is the second best Premier League team because they won the league unbeaten. So I, I think Liverpool got too cocky and they got too carried away and they thought, hey, we can just kind of roll into the next season and do it again. No, no, you can't. No. So <laughs> evidence is there. Evidence is there. Just look at the Premier League table. So um, I just think that's hilarious. I think that's absolutely hilarious. And uh, I'd love to talk to a Liverpool fan about that. I really, really would. Uh, maybe that will happen one day. Um, <laughs> and there was there was even videos about like, oh, here's the best combined team, and I'm like, just stop, just stop. Nowhere near as good. Anyway, um, there you go. I'll see you all in two days for another United cast. Hopefully, we can beat Liverpool and stop them. I will absolutely, completely laugh if Liverpool don't get Champions League football. I'm gonna laugh so much. If that doesn't happen, and uh, hey, we're the ones that are next in line to stop them, stop them from doing it in two days' time. And uh, hey, if we beat them, there isn't many games left in the season, and you know teams like Chelsea keep winning and West Ham keep winning, and Leicester have won today. So pressure's on you, Liverpool. Bring it on. Two days' time. Um, I'll see you all for that on Thursday. Uh, Thursday night it is a quarter past eight kickoff. Hopefully the game does happen. Now I'm not against protest- protesting for the Glazers out because I do want them out as well. But um, let's try and get this game played. That would be good because then we can get it out of the way and uh, ruin Liverpool's hopes of Champions League football. I was just I would laugh so hard if that happens. <laughs> Uh, anyway, thanks very much for listening. Uh, if you have any thoughts yourself on uh, football or anything related to Manchester United or this game, uh, let me know. Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's contact page and information in your show notes. So let me know what you think. Uh, do you disagree? Do you agree? If you, if you agree or disagree, that's perfectly fine. It is perfectly fine. Uh, you're not right. You're not wrong. Um, so let me know what you think. Uh, method entertainment talk.org twitter etalk uk contact page information in your show notes uh, in the meantime you can find everything else that we do on entertainment talk.org tv video games films manchester United podcast so please check it all out um if you uh oops if you like what you've heard today and want to support more of it um you can of course listen to more of what we've done more podcasts entertainment talk.org you can also search for us on podcast platforms uh, you can also use word of mouth and social media. Really big and really helpful if you if you do that. Um, of course, you can do that as well on there. Uh, social media or just general word of mouth. Let people know about our content. And they can come over and uh, discover it for themselves as well. Uh, Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers for ad-free podcasts with your options. So please check that out if you want to as well. Uh, if you want your up-to-date reliable TV and film news, uh, Geek Town, Geek Town Dakota EK and Geek Town Radio. There should be a new episode out tonight or today. It might have already come out. I don't know. But uh, Geek Town Radio episodes on Tuesdays. Look out for those. Uh, Beck streams daily pretty much over on Twitch. Just about Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a follow. 
over there. You'll be notified when she goes live. You can also find me on Twitch as well. Etalk UK for my different game streams. It is currently up to date on YouTube as well. The archive streams on YouTube if you've missed them. Entertainment Tool Plays. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in two days time. And then in five days time. Um, let's go and stuff Liverpool. Yeah, let's, let's go and do it. I think that would be good. That would be, that would be very, very good. Anyway, see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>